say you are going I shall miss your bright eyes and your smile For you say you were taking the sunshine That has brightened our path for a while So come sit by my side if you love me Do not hasten to bid me adieu But remember the Red River Valley And the cowboy who loved you so true Beautiful memory. I'm a wapper's 
hat, let me grab my hat, and baby, come along with me. We're gonna do some fancy stepping. We're really going on a spree. I wanna live fast, love hard, die young, and leave a beautiful memory. Now you may not approve of the things I do, but it really don't bother me. But don't ever think you can tie me down. I'm gonna stay foot loose and fancy free. So jump back, make tracks, move out, and let the pretty gals in me. I wanna live fast, love hard, die young, and leave a beautiful memory. There must be lights burning brighter somewhere Got to be birds flying higher in a sky more blue If I can dream of a better land Where all my brothers walk hand in hand Tell me why, oh why, oh why can't my dream Understanding sometime Strong winds of promise That will blow away the doubt and fear If I can dream of a warmer sun Where hope keeps shining on everyone Tell me why, oh why, oh why Won't that sun in a world that's troubled with pain but as long as a man has the strength to dream he can redeem Answer's gonna come somehow Right 
Props going out to my mom or my, my stepmom Jeannie and my dad. Today would have been their 50th anniversary. I'm sure that they are uh, up in heaven. My birth mom is probably on the outside just waiting for them to get finished. Like, all right, let's go, Jerry, hurry up. Uh, but it's their 50th anniversary as well. They got married the day before my first birthday. Dad was left with a, a rotten 10 year old and then the blessing of a lifetime, a new, newly born, almost one year old me. So he got married pretty quick when he met my stepmom, who is my mom. So uh, happy anniversary to them. Uh, my birthday is tomorrow, as a matter of fact, September 17th. It is the only birthday of record uh, that we will, uh, unless it's celebrities. Like, like, like celebrities. Look, I'll get into everything. We, we got a lot of stuff to cover today in kind of a limited time. And, and the reason why it's limited time, today is... Um, sentencing day for that bag of shit and, and 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 his client you know the thing that Braddy kids going through today is sentencing day and uh the computer is in need at 11 o'clock my time so we will be uh we'll be uh handing it over to Braddy kid once she gets home so today's show is going to be a smaller show but hey you still got plenty of time to wish me happy birthday I, I mean people that share their birthday with me Patrick Mahomes, quarterback, who won last night, which we'll talk about. Uh, Flo Rida. Yeah, my dog, Flo Rida. Uh, one of the greatest comedy actors of all time, John Ritter. Easily the greatest basketball coach in history, Phil Jackson. It's his birthday. He turned 76. I turned 51. I'm much younger. Uh, the second best race car driver of all time, Jimmy Johnson. He turns 47. Uh, let's see who else turns uh, certain things on my birthday. Uh, let's see, I ain't going to mention him. No, don't know that guy. No, that's about it. All right, well, there you go. Uh, those are the celebrities. They get to say, wow, I have a birthday with Arnie. So, yes, they do. Uh, let's get to some good mornings. I've covered uh, today's process of the show. And, by the way, we're not taking a break. And yesterday, get ready for this, the second hour. We are going good to go, go through the book. What is white privilege? Thank you so much, V. Coop. You have sent this to me. I appreciate it. And we will be reading this live on the air today as a early birthday gift. First one here, look at that Hangtown Jen. She says, morning ass. An extra special happy fucking birthday to Arnie. Yes, thank you very, very much. And since you're here, um, oh, I, oh, hold on a second. Uh, I have to change that. Oh, crap. I didn't change that out this morning. I've been up since like 3. I couldn't sleep. Um, I don't know why. I, well, I, I can tell you why. I had, I had a really weird dream, and we'll get to that here in just a second when we go over yesterday's. Uh, oh, Jesus. Come on, Arnie. There we go. We, we have this one. 
Today's Chinese word of the day is how to say uh, bullshit in Chinese. Bullshit in Chinese. Hu shu. Hu shu. Hu shu. That is some hu shu right there. Ooh, I like it with the southern twang. That is some hu shu right there. Bullshit in Chinese. Hu shu. Hu shu. Hu shu. Hu shu, man. So there you go. Jen, that's your Chinese word of the day today. Uh, Straight Fire says, piss on Monday through Thursday. It is Friday. Yes, it is Friday. Straight Fire. Straight Fire. I don't see an El Camino parked in front of my. That's maybe tomorrow, right? You're going to. Yeah, yeah, you're going to have them delivered. I appreciate that. Battleborn in Nebraska says, happy Friday morning to all you asses and assets. Only six hours until the official start of the weekend. Derek. My man, Derek, says, good morning, ass family. Thank God it's finally fucking Friday, and good morning to you, Battleborn. He says, good morning to you as well. Very nice to see the good morning in between the ass family there as well. Andrew says, happy Friday, ass. Hopefully work will let me listen more than five minutes of the show before things get foobar. Oh, are you talking about Fiona? we'll, We'll talk about Fiona in a little bit. Hurricane Fiona. Oh, boy. Oh, my lucky stars. Oh, it is the one and only bratty kid. Holy Jesus. A jelly donut? Where? I I, I don't have a jelly donut. She says, uh, the thing for your birthday, wake me up when September ends. I hope you had a blast and your listeners send you lots of cash today. Happy birthday, old man. Christopher says, I just heard the news about my grandmother. This was the perfect song, the Red River Valley song. Oh, I, I hope it's not what I think. If it is, I'm very sorry, Christopher. I, I'm bummed for you, buddy. Uh, Battleborn in Nebraska says, happy vaginal escape day, a day early, Arnie. Uh, you know, if the birthday song was sung, happy vaginal escape day to you, I think my love birthday cake would have waved, waved years ago. That just conjures nausea. Uh, happy early birthday, buddy. Uh, happy Friday-ass family. Happy birthday, Eve, Arnie. Holy shit, the show in sack was a year ago already. Happy birthday. I know, right? Isn't that crazy? Scott says, happy birthday. Uh, oh, wow, that's an awesome love and family story, yeah. Uh, Cowboys Girl says, good morning-ass family. Happy birthday, Eve. Did they print the book on white paper? No, it's all colored paper, by the way. Uh, here and ready to learn. Watch you. Washu, got it. There you go. Ogre, buenos dias. Now, yesterday, yesterday was a big day. Yesterday, I got a physical. Now, I haven't, I haven't gotten a physical from the doctor in a long-ass time. And uh, I was told if I was good during my doctor visit, I'd get, one, get my birthday present early. So I was like, okay. Now, I went back there and they weighed me and I've lost like I've lost like 20 pounds, 20, 30 pounds, and I'm very happy about that. Very, very happy about that. That has got me pumped. Um my eyes bleh, not not doing too good, but I, I, I wear glasses at night when I drive, so I'm good there. Uh hearing fine, all that kind of bullshit. This doctor was fantastic because we didn't have to do the old drop your pants and cough trick. Oh, I was so happy about that. And the glorious part of the day was it used to be when you were a 40, you had to get the old rubber glove and the old finger up the wazoo. Well, they don't do that anymore. Ha <laughs> ha! 
Woo! Uh, since I have I have not gotten a physical in so long, I did not have to get the finger in the butt. Now, they want to uh, uh, prescribe a colonoscopy for me down the road here in a month or a couple months. Yeah, I was like, yeah, okay. But, yeah, <laughs> everything turned out. Blood pressure a little high, so we got medication. I'm going to start taking my blood pressure again. Uh, the doctor, I, I said, what college you go to? And he told me, it's some North Texas thing. And I was like, okay. And I was like, as long as you can go to Oklahoma, you're fine. I wish my doctor was Olivia Newton-John. Then they had, a, they had to draw blood. And I tell you what, I, I might have a lot of tattoos, but I don't like needles. I don't like big old thick needles that steal blood from me. And this lady, the, uh, what, are, what are they, the, the hematologist or the, the globetrotter or whatever it is, um, I, I've never had a needle put in my arm that gently before. It was great until she started deciding to move that shit around. I'm like, yeah, this ain't whack-a-mole, lady. You got it in there. Good. Get the blood out. So I took my blood. Uh, by the way, I found out I'm five foot two. <laughs> when I, he gave me a rundown of everything, and I'm looking at it, and it says I, I'm 62 inches tall. I'm like, doctor, there's a mistake here. And he looks at it. He goes, phlebotomist. That's it. That's what I meant to say. Phlebotomister. Um. I was like, I'm taller than 62 inches. He goes, yeah, yeah, that's five foot two. I said, I know. <laughs> I laughed at that. I was like, wow, man, I've shrunk. My dad was right. You do shrink and you get older. Uh, phlebotomist, yeah, okay. All right, so there you go. So all in all, checkup was great. A little bit on the high side. Not, not nothing horrible. I, I even had him check my skin tags because, you know, I was a lifeguard and I only wore baby oil, so I was worried. He's like, nope, no cancer on you. I was like, all right. I tried to pin, pretend I'm okay with needles, but my body knows somehow shuts down and refuses to give blood. It's awful. Last time they had to resort to a vein at the top of my foot. Ah, I tell you what, that's better than the old fingertip. They had to do that to me as a kid one time. They had to draw blood, and they, they pinched out of your finger. Your finger's sore for like four days. I could barely pick a nose. <laughs> Five foot two in that round, <laughs> your ECB guy. Don't ever call me that. Oh, hey, 62 and a half inches, too. We could be twins. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Um, so, so then we, we left the doctor's office. And uh, yesterday was Thursday, so uh, Thursday, one of my favorite days of the week because we get to go to... Bucky's! Bucky's! Had some Soul Man's barbecue to go on top of the Mexican pizzas that I had already had for breakfast in the morning. And they're at, they, the lady asked me, a full bottom, and she goes, have you been fasting today? And I said, no, how can I fast today? The Mexican pizza came out. She started laughing. Uh, so then, uh, so we go to Bucky's. Get my get my Copenhagen and stuff like that for the week. And then it's time to go get the birthday gift. So we're driving. And we hit traffic. I'm like, come on, traffic. We get there. And I want to say a very, 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 very special thank you to Braddy Kid, who not only gave me a gift, but a gift for everybody, because that is correct. We have got a brand new board. <laughs> 
because the old board is finally, after five years of pretty much five days a week using it, is starting to putter out. Now, I do not have it hooked up. I tried to hook it up last night. This is the Mackie Pro V12 version 3. It's got four compression channels, which I don't really, uh, that's, that's for really good sound. Uh, it's got all kind of mixing case. It has a lot more bells and whistles than this board does. So I'm going to have to spend time. And, and he, the other reason is I knew also that Braddy Kid needed the computer today, and I didn't have time to teach her how to use the new board. So the old board is still intact. It's, it's working perfectly right now. Thank God. But, yes, we have a new board that will be uh, broadcasting hopefully on Monday. So can't wait for that. She is the best. Yeah. <laughs> Can we now call you Shorty? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think so. I, I think it was supposed to be. You know, I know what it is. It, it is. It's 73. I'm 73 inches tall. That's like 6'1". I always tell, tell people I'm 6'2", but I, it's 73. Just make sure the new one uh, has what a stupid son of a bitch. What a stupid son of a bitch. Oh, you mean you mean this right here? No, see, this is... What a stupid son of a bitch. Oh, yeah, we, we, we got that for Joe because we, we got to talk about a little bit of Joe here today. Like, I hooked up all the computers and, and the, the microphones to the board last night, which I thought I had it. Yeah, nothing was coming through. I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. I didn't get mad. I didn't get frustrated. I just unhooked everything, rehooked the old board, made sure everything worked. Everything works. Uh, but yes, the new board will be put into play. Uh, I'm probably going to spend pretty much all morning tomorrow morning on that. And that's what woke me up so early was I had a dream about the board because I watched like four videos on it. And my dream was I could never figure the board out. And I was like, no, because I, I need a new one. And, and this one's not available anymore. The, the Mackie Pro FX 12 version 2 is no longer available in new form. So the old, I could buy it used, but I don't want to buy a used board. I want a new board. But, man, I got all kinds of cool bells and whistles. YouTube will show you. Yeah, I, I've watched a few YouTube videos, uh, and that's kind of got, got my head working in the right place on it. And I think I had some things hooked up wrong. Uh, we'll have to see. But hopefully, uh, like I said, everything will go according to plan. Monday, we'll be using the brand new board. I might even sound a little bit different. I might be able to, uh, <clears throat> you know, actually mix down my voice to where I sound a lot better. Oh, hey now. I, I, I don't know how the EQs work on this board, so uh, maybe I'll learn that for the next one. <laughs> maybe. Uh, time to get the show started. Let's see. Uh yeah, I mean, I didn't watch any of the football game. Did anybody watch the game last night? Last night's football game was on Amazon Prime. I don't have Amazon Prime. And I'm not going to get Amazon Prime to watch football games. The NFL is, uh, is going out on a ledge. It's the first time a game has been carried exclusively by a streaming service. Amazon, who's paying a billion dollars a year to stream the Thursday night games, hired Al Michaels to do play-by-play. Kirk Herbstreet's in there. They have a pregame show with Richard Sherman. I don't need to that. Um, I, I I don't know. Like like I I'm not excited about this. I 
I mean, I, I have Hulu. I have I have a Fire Stick. I could probably watch it on the Fire Stick if I needed to. But I think the NFL is shooting themselves in the foot, personally. You know, you have the Sunday ticket, which that's a lot of money to, to begin with anyway, but you get every single game. I don't want to fucking sign up for a Prime account just to get Thursday night games, and my team might play one game on Thursday night. No thanks. And by the way, it was a decent game. Chiefs had to come from behind to beat the Chargers last night. Someone wrote, sad to be missing a critical part of the NFL experience. Uh, Imagine telling Al Michaels in 1980, do you believe in miracles, fame, that he'd be calling NFL games on Thursday nights for an internet shopping website? And people didn't like Kirk Herbstreet, and I don't blame him for that because, well, Kirk Herbstreet kind of sucks. Uh, let's see. Uh, uh, it was a great game. Watched at the corner bar. They were the only bar playing it near me. Interesting. I can just see a bunch of guys at a sports bar huddling around a laptop watching the game. Refs need to listen to the show, learn to be consistent, and do their fucking jobs is all I can tell you. I watched a lot of fucked up and missed calls. Yeah, I know what that's like. Yes, I know I can plug into a TV. I have prime shipping. I had no clue I get the NFL with it. Kind of cool. Thursday football sucks normally. Well, I'm betting that Amazon, since they are paying a billion dollars to the NFL for one game a week, I bet you they're going to be getting some decent games on Thursday nights. By the way, as long as the Cowboys are on, look, I'll watch the Cowboy game on Sunday. I, I guess they play. I mean, I picked them, but, or did I pick them? I didn't pick the Cowboys to win, did I? If I pick the Cowboys to win, I'm stupid. I don't even remember who we're playing. Don't care. Oh, we're playing the Bengals. Yeah, the Bengals are going to kick the shit out of the Cowboys. Amazon Prime is good for one thing and only the boys. Amen. I did not appears to be uh, being on the East Coast makes it harder for me to catch sports. They're on so late here. I'd never given that a thought before, but damn, a 5 p.m. start is 8 p.m. for us. I can't just with that. I remember I went to the, uh, we went to Florida. We took a listener to play golf in Florida once, and it was right at the time of uh, Cowboy, or not Cowboy, baseball playoffs. And it was the A's. It was the year the A's won the 50 games in a row or whatever, and they got eliminated by the Twins. I remember watching game one. And game one started at 10 o'clock at night in Miami, or in Palm Beach, where we were. I was like, God almighty. Fucking the West Coast never gets seen out here. Uh, I was just rooting for Palmer to put up points in fantasy football. Touchdown really helped me. All right, there you go, your little fantasy football thing there. Good Lord, who is that fat bastard who plays for the Mets? They're showing highlights of the Mets game. That guy is a truck. So there you go. That was uh, that was last night. Like I said, I, I'm not not a big fan of that. Oh oh, by the way, uh, we have a we have an email that came in. Uh, uh, emails are all brought to you by JS Floors, best flooring store in the West. The rest, uh, they're 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 all happy about the new streaming service, and they want you to pay extra for everything. Um, this is from our friend Chip. 
Jim says, hey, Arnie, just wanted to reach out and wish you a happy 51st birthday. Thank you for all you do. Also, have you done a celebrity death match of the people you would like to sucker punch? Happy birthday. Boy, that, that list, would, that would be, I would have to do a final 64 list on that. There's so many people I'd like to sucker punch today in this world. Uh, I did name your team. That is very, very true. The, the Cowboy Coochies. I, I do like that. Dan Vogelback. Uh, I found. I don't know who Dan Vogelback is. Alicia, good morning to you. Yes, uh, Alicia, I don't know if you got to hear the update, but all checked out well yesterday. No ball grabbing and no fingers in the ass yesterday. It was a win-win day at the doctor. We've done punchable faces. Okay, okay, good, good. We have done that one. All right, I appreciate that. By the way, V Coop is the one who sent me this book, uh, What is White Privilege, which we will be reading in the next uh, uh, segment. We, we do have some stories like I'm getting to right now. Uh, I got to say, I, I got to say, that, let me get to this one before we get to all the crap that the Democrats are crying about. Oh, my God. Today is a fantastic day. Oh, that's the fat bastard for the Mets. Whoo, boy, that guy is a truck. He's about five foot five and then four foot wide. Along with the Navy, the Marines have rescinded penalties for service members seeking COVID vax religious accommodations. Meaning, if you're in the military, you do not have to get the COVID vaccine. You remember they were going to kick people out, they were going to kick Navy SEALs out who didn't want to get the vaccine. Navy said, yeah, we spent a little bit of money tra- uh, 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 training these guys. They don't want to get the vaccine. Well, I, I guess we can keep them in. There you go. I, I like this. I, I like how America, by the way, had to wear a damn mask in the doctor's office yesterday. Oh, I was pissed. I heard you got a clean bill of health. That walk I took you on helped. <laughs> that 17-mile walk a year ago on my birthday, that thing about killed me. I like the fact that they're starting to rescind all this kind of stuff. And by the way, just wait for all the lawsuits. Oh, once businesses and stuff start rolling back, saying, oh, you don't have to get this, people are going to sue out the ass. And rightfully so. I'm not a big fan of lawsuits, But when it comes to this bullshit, I will support everybody in their lawsuits. Uh, Let's see. uh, First, good thing that's happened under this administration, but they're reducing housing and food allowances and telling the military to apply for food stamps. That's fucking horse shit. Uh, They kicked some studs I personally know out of the BUDS program because they didn't get it. Well, guess what? They're going to have to let those people back in the buds. I, 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 I hate this. Oh, it's different. My body, my choice. It's different for the... No, it's not. It's completely the same. Look, I spent two years talking about COVID. I'm glad when I hear these stories that I can just do them and get rid of it and be done with it. Um, this is Kamala Harris. She's so goddamn dumb. This was two days ago, and she had this to say. These last 18 months, Democrats have delivered 
Big time. Um, <laughs> Don't laugh. That was the highlight. That was the high point of the speech. And boy, haven't the De Democrats delivered big time. Biggest gas prices, big, big inflation, more than 2 million illegal immigrants crossing the southern border. That's big. And don't forget the dramatic increase in violent crime in Democrat-run cities. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> How about that? These last 18 months. Kamala, you are... I, 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 Ogre, I don't know what they've delivered. I mean, honestly, uh, they, they've delivered nothing but sorrow and heartache and pain. It's the people, the governors from Texas and Florida that's doing all the delivering now. Um, <laughs> I, I, I don't know if I can get through these next couple stories with a straight face. <laughs> First of all, Joe Biden came out, and he says, it's un-American. Do, do we have him talking? Uh, it is un-American. Joe Biden condemns Republican governors for using human beings as props. Yeah, because you haven't done that. As he slams Texas and Florida for singing, sending migrants to Kamala's residence and Martha's Vineyard. By the way, by the way, I, they're sending all these people and they're, they're opening up the doors of diversity. Yet the people in Martha's Vineyards are closing and locking their doors. Uh, the Obamas are not happy about this. Oh, no. Uh, what they're doing is simply wrong. It's un-American. It's reckless, he said. And then... Old stupid decided that she needed to talk in the press conference. But does the White House stand by those comments that the border is secure? What we stand by is that we are doing everything that we can uh, to make sure that um, uh, that we follow the process that's been put forth. That, that's why we have uh, historic funding uh, to do just that, to make sure that, um, uh, you know, uh, um, uh, to make sure that um, to make sure that uh, the folks that we encounter at the border be removed uh, or expelled. Huh? They're they're being removed. Yeah, they're they're being moved into Texas. It's not okay to send migrants to Obama's door, but it's perfectly okay to have armed protesters break gates and invade private neighborhoods. Amen. Let's talk about the hypocrisy of this. It amazes me. It amazes me that this administration is just like, oh, yeah, the southern border is secure. It is not secure. Millions of tablets of fentanyl are getting brought into America. Let's talk about what the Democrats have done in the last 18 months, shall we? Uh, over 2 million new illegal immigrants, illegal aliens, if you will, which, well, let's see, what will that do? That'll, that'll just clog up every system known to mankind, including the health care system. Um, oh, yeah, along with crime. Oh, speaking of crime, 
this we've never experienced this many murders in America ever ever now i don't know if that is is goes hand in hand necessarily with the illegal aliens but it goes hand in hand with who's in office due to the defunding of police there's a great commercial that that uh, governor wheels is running on Texas radio stations right now, and it's Beto O'Rourke, that moron, who applauds BLM and their defunding of police, and then he equates the modern court system to slavery. That's right. Today's court system is just like slavery. He doesn't expand in the commercial. He just it. it I, I I don't understand that. That that one that one's really really got me. Oh, and by the book, uh, by the way, the book, What is White Privilege, when we read it today? Oh, I, I'm going to add my two cents into there. Uh, by the way, this isn't like a, a big like coloring book for kids. This actually has a lot of words, but we're going to read a lot of it. And I'm going to, like I said, add my two cents in there. Good morning, Sassy Pammy. Uh Governor Greg Abbott yesterday or two days ago sent a bus full of immigrants to D.C.'s Naval Observatory just yards from Kamala Harris's house. <laughs> uh, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis sent the illegals to Martha's Vineyards in the northeastern playground of the Democratic elites like a Barack Obama. Hey, send them to the Hamptons next. Jean-Pierre went after DeSantis, sending, primary, sending primarily Venezuelan immigrants there, calling it a cruel, inhumane way to treat people who are fleeing communism. How are you fleeing communism coming to this country with who's in charge? You're changing old communism with new communism. Send the buses to Beverly Hills. Oh, wait till you hear what Gavin Newsom has to say about it. Oh, my God. But first, you know, I, I, I like some of the uh, things that Ken Burns has done documentaries on. His baseball documentary was pretty damn good. His country music one was outstanding. But this guy should just stick to doing documentaries. I just watched Beto's interview on Kimmel last night. Why is he on Kimmel? I mean, I mean that, that just should show you how fucking awful Jimmy Kimmel is. You have a guy running for the state of Texas. Hey, by the way, hey, Jimmy Kimmel, Texas hates you. What the fuck is that guy on there for? Ken Bur- Burns furious claims that DeSantis flying illegal immigrants to Martha's Vineyards you ready? Are you, are you ready for this? Is just like the Holocaust. Keep alive the truth and honor of the Holocaust. Horror of the Holocaust. We're, we're, we're just trying to do that for you, Joe. Yes, 50 immigrants or migrants. I don't know why I say immigrants because they're not immigrating here. They're stealing it. Uh, 50 migrants arrived on a gorgeous island is just exactly like Hitler slaughtering 6 million Jews. <laughs> You know, I'm betting the people of the Jewish faith uh, 
what might have something to say about that. Uh, this was on, Tucker Carlson was, was just clowning, clowning Ken Burns for this. Here you go. Let, let, let's Interviewed noted filmmaker Ken Burns. Burns is famous, but sad, exactly the kind of middle-aged prestige hound who spends an awful lot of time looming around Martha's Vineyard looking for other famous people. Burns has a new film out that blames the United States, of all countries on Earth, for the Holocaust. Now that the World War II generation has passed, Ken Burns can do that. There's no chance angry veterans will show up at his house and beat him with their canes for besmirching the memory of their closest friends who died in their early 20s fighting the Nazis. So Ken Burns can say whatever he wants, and many will believe him. So this morning, Burns played the role of Holocaust expert on CNN. And you know what Ken Burns has discovered? Ken Burns has discovered that Ron DeSantis sending illegal aliens to Martha's Vineyard is pretty much exactly what Hitler did. Pretty much exactly. Watch this. All of your documentaries are about history. Yeah. But all of them also make you think about where we are exactly. now. And we woke up to no. the news this morning that Governor Ron DeSantis of Florida sent two plane loads of migrants uh, to Martha's Vineyard off the coast of Massachusetts, including kids and whatnot. And I'm not saying this is not a one-for-one. One. This is not a parallel here in any way. But it does address some of the same themes. This is the uh, coming straight out of the authoritarian playbook. This is what's so uh, disturbing about DeSantis, is to use human beings, to weaponize human beings for a political purpose. Let me, let me, let me just stop there. Um... <clears throat> How in the blue fuck is the U.S. responsible for the Holocaust? Scott, wait, I, I'll, I'll get to your answer. I got to read this. Jimmy introduced Beto as the pride of El Paso. I almost threw my phone. Saying stuff like that got Gina Carano canceled even though she was right. Yeah, I mean, let, 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 how can he say that? Okay, I can, I, I can tell you how. I, I, I've talked to enough moronic idiot people. They blame the U.S. for not getting involved a lot sooner. No, Christopher, I'm not talking about you and our, our talk that we had. No, no, no. I'm talking about people that thought that we should have inter intervened right away in World War II. As soon as Hitler came into power, we should have intervened. And if we would have, we would have saved six million lives. Well, that's not true. Think about if we would have intervened right away the west coast would have been in dire trouble if you think about it they they hit hawaii the japanese got involved and then oh boy we're fucked i look this this is this is the this is the home run ball this is the hail mary pass if you will that when you start comparing people to Nazis, you get these people that aren't informed, that, that well, really don't like the way the country is going, but they don't want to be deemed a Nazi. So what you do is you call the side they're voting for Nazis, and then they go, oh, my God, I can't vote for those people. I think it's a world of difference sending people on a bus to Martha's, or on a plane to Martha's Vineyard to live free is exactly the same as putting a bunch of Jewish people on a train that takes them to a camp where the gold is yanked out of their teeth and then they're burned alive. 
oh yeah, that's the that's the same thing. I will never watch another Ken Burns documentary the rest of my life. If I ever run into Ken Burns, I might slap him. He's a little bitty guy, so he couldn't take a direct fist from me. But a slap, oh, absolutely. To compare this to the Holocaust and to say, oh, they're using human lives as props. That's all that you have done. Forever. <sighs> the Democratic Party's motto should be not in my backyard. Boy, I tell you what, their virtue signaling is, uh, is, is on the fritz there. They might need to get some rabbit ears to tune into that virtue signaling a little bit better for them getting all up in arms that, oh, they're sanctuary cities, they're sanctuary counties, they're sanctuary towns are being overrun. New York is overrun with 11,000 new illegals. Come on. The people who like uh, to blame the U.S. for this and blame the U.S. are for are the same pacifist fuckholes who protested against our involvement in the fucking war. Arg! I understand, buddy. Want to see real authoritative? Look at the uh, person that forced vaccines on people, Biden. Yeah, you remember that? You remember that when Joe Biden said, if you don't get a shot, you're going to lose your job? Now, I don't know about you, but that sounds pretty dictatorish to me. California is pretty broke, so Gavin might yank gold teeth from the migrants. I love the fact that they send the criminal aliens to Libtardville, but it's still, uh, still a huge waste of taxpayers' cash. Should have sent them to south of Mexico. Look, I'm telling you, what I would have done, I'd, like I said, my, my plan for the border is simple. 50 caliber Gatlin guns about, uh, I don't know, 500 feet apart all up and down the border. That's where I want to spend my money. You come over here, guess what? Ratatouille. You're, you're getting shot. Sorry, you're breaking the law. Two million illegal aliens have crossed the border in 18 months. There was a time in this country, and it wasn't too long ago. Uh, it was maybe 10 years ago when the number they were, they were broadcasting was about 13 million, even though the real number was closer to 17 or 18 million illegal immigrants were in the country. Two million in 18 months. What does that tell you? The, the, the real number is probably about four or five million. The, I, and there, there's no security there. They just let them in. Oh, well, and they weren't tested. They weren't screened. They haven't been vetted. How many new terrorists are in this country right now, do you think? Because... All you got to do is put a little dirt on your face, and maybe you don't look like you're from Pakistan. You might look like you're from Mexico. What this administration done is deplorable, is wrong, and has made our country unsafe to live in. 
I just did the story yesterday, two days after stupid cackling hen herself, dummy, dummy, dummerson. Together, we are expanding access to transportation. Seems like maybe it's a small issue, it's a big issue. You need to get to go and need to be able to get where you need to go to do the work and get home. Whatever that means. To say that our border is secure, yet people that live in these border towns, like Eagle Pass, have started to buy more guns. They have to close their shops early because they don't want to be there after dark. Pets are getting killed. But the administration says the southern border is safe. Well, if it's so safe, Joe, why haven't you been there? Oh, did I get you with a gotcha question there? Joe Biden nor Kamala Harris. Kamala Harris went to the El Paso border. She did not go to the southern border. And why didn't she do that? Because it's not safe. Drug cartels. Oh, I got to check my emails. Hold on a second here. Oh, I, Brad Kid, I saw this story about Chrissy Teigen. She's saying she had an abortion two years ago that had to save her life, not a miscarriage. Chrissy Teigen is a cunt. I appreciate the story. I saw the story this morning. I was like, you know what? Fuck her. If I was John Legend, I would have saved the baby. I'll just tell you that right now. Um, Texas, Arizona, California have them flooding across, but send them to actual liberal sanctuary cities, and they cry. The Pakistani can go undercover in Mexico by not saying, la, 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 and saying, see, 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 see. So we, we found out that Ken Burns thinks it, it, it's, it's like the Holocaust all over again, which... This is, look, honestly, let let me let you in on a little secret here. This is the playbook of when you're losing in politics. Usually the the Hail Mary was the abortions, okay? And the Hail Mary was thrown a little early, shocking with this shitty fucking idiots in in office right now. They, They threw that way too early, okay? And they gave us all kind of disinformation, and abortions are still legal in, 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 in a lot of states. I know in 26 states, it's, ille- it's legal no matter what. It's the other 24 states that have the restrictions of time and things like that. And the, the whole idea of ectopic, Pregnancies, that has never been an abortion because, well, there's no fetus, so it's not an abortion. It's a surgery to save a woman's life. Okay, that's not an abortion. They threw all that misinformation, and the problem is is that the other side watched how they cheated the last election away from us and took notes and said, okay, what we're going to do is we're going to use social media on our side this time, and we're going to flood social media with truths. 
If they got their accounts canceled, they started a new account, and they put that up there. And that's where we learned about these things like ectopic pregnancies and things like that. So now that the, the two most prominent Republican governors in the country are fighting the illegal alien problem because they can't shut the borders down. They don't have the authority to do that, even though they should for states' rights, but that's a whole other thing. Uh, but they, they, they do not get to shut the borders down. So what they're going to do is, instead of allowing all these people to be drains on the system of their states, they're shipping them out. Democrats don't know what to do. So they have to go, uh, okay, they, they huddle up and they go, okay, what do we got to do? What do we got to do? Oh, compare sending them from Venezuela to Martha's Vineyards. Call that Holocaust. Say it's like the Holocaust when it's nothing. I, I mean, honestly, I feel dumb having to say this on the air right now, but sending illegal aliens to Martha's Vineyards is nothing like the Holocaust whatsoever. The Holocaust was horrible. The Holocaust w- resulted in death. Uh, are, are we sending them to gas chambers in Martha's Vineyard? Is that what I'm missing? Has Martha's Vineyard and, and, and D.C. and Philadelphia and Chicago, well, Chicago, that is kind of crime-ridden, but they don't have these big, like, internment camps there, right? So how is this like the Holocaust? Please tell me. And if you say it's using people for pawns, then uh, shut up. I will not accept that answer. That answer is unacceptable because Democrats use people for pawns just as much. I'm afraid the Holocaust is going to be thrown around so much it will lose its punch like the word racist. Maybe that's part of Joel upholding the honor of the Holocaust. Horror. Horror of the Holocaust. God love you. Stand up for the Jews. You're absolutely right. I don't make Holocaust jokes. I don't, and it, 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 I mean, I, I don't deserve a pat on the back for that. That was a horrible event that killed, that wiped out 8 million people. 8 million people were put to death simply for what they believed in, their religion. That's why they were murdered, is because they were Jewish it wasn't because they they showed up in Germany illegally. I don't think a lot of people were running towards Germany during World War II. But you're absolutely right. It is going to get thrown around, and it is going to lose the punch that it deserves to have. Because it was, it, next to slavery, it's the worst thing that's ever happened. Using people as rooks, yeah. Um, It is because they need to get to go to work and then come home. (laughs) I'm curious if DeSantis and Abbott had immigrants uh, packed into the plane like cattle, then stripped naked, robbed of their bodily goods, 
and shoved into wooden buildings, starved to skeletons, and then fucking gassed and put into heaps. Yeah, totally the same. I can tell you I've seen pictures of them arriving at Martha's Vineyard, and they're clothed. Do we not remember when they showed up in New York on the buses? When they, I, This was one of the weirdest things I ever saw. One of the buses showed up in New York City. New York City! Yes, inappropriate. People were handing them money. They were giving them handfuls of money. Now, I don't recall ever seeing an SS stormtrooper handing money to Jews getting off the trains. I, 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 maybe that's a video I didn't see. I don't know. They want it to lose the meaning because they don't want people to wake up and see that they are using the Nazi propaganda playbook. Oh, they are. They're running it like a champ. And these are the same people that fucking criticized President Trump when he when he went to Israel and he gives Israel all these breaks. And they are one of our greatest allies. And the Democrats don't want anything to do with them. Well, you want to talk about anti-Semitics. That's the Democrats right there. I, I mean, look, the, the Ku Klux Klan. The Ku Klux Klan don't only hate black people, but they hate Jews. And once again, who started the Ku Klux Klan? That's right, the Democratic Party. Isn't that weird how that all works? Concentration camps were just like detention centers. Auschwitz had TVs, health care, playrooms for Jewish kids, classrooms. Totally the same, right? Ogre, I, I, feel, I feel your anger right now. I, do, I, I, I mean, you, you're, you're nailing it. And this is why it's important for me to come on and do this. I, this is why I love this job is every once in a while I get to do important stuff. And the important stuff is calling out this bullshit. Because there aren't fucking, if I was sitting across the desk from Ken Burns, I would look at him and go, are you fucking serious right now? Are you high? See, Tucker Carlson is pigeonholed as a a whack job right winger. And he is. Look, look, I'm not going to say he isn't because he is. But when he does say stuff that's real, like this is nothing like the Holocaust, people aren't going to listen to him. So please listen to me. This is nothing like the Holocaust. And by the way, I know the Ash family doesn't need that because the Ash family isn't a bunch of window-licking, mouth-breathing fucking retards. Unbelievable. Oh, yeah. Oh, this is totally like the Holocaust. Are you fucking high? We know one person that is high, and that is your governor in California. You ready for this? This is fucking, this is delicious. First of all, Ron DeSantis came out and said their virtue signaling is a fraud. And then Gavin Newsom spoke. Now, let me tell you, if you think that he would make a decent president, you are absolutely, positively wrong. This should cost him running for president ever. When he says that he is going to ask the Department of Justice to consider kidnapping charges 
for the illegal aliens that were flown to Martha's Vineyard. Gavin Newsom, the governor of California, wrote the Attorney General Merrick Garland asking to be investigated for kidnapping. For kidnapping. Well, that's a new one. As someone who has been to the Holocaust Museum in Washington, D.C., seen the California Museum exhibit in the Japanese internment in World War II, and read a fucking book or two and studied this shit, what Ken Burns said is so beyond hypocritical and nauseating, he is blatantly weaponizing and exploiting human beings and their sad stories for a goddamn political angle. Fuck him and the evil uterus that grew him from foul jizz into grown-up pile of monkey shit. I'd like to know how this is kidnapping. <laughs> that could be the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Oh, oh, here's the letter he wrote. Dear Attorney General Garland, like millions of Americans, I've been horrified at the images of migrants being shipped on buses and planes across the country to be used as political props. Clearly, transporting families, including children, across state lines under false pretense is mor morality, morally uh, reprehensible, but it may also be illegal. Several of the individuals who are transported to Martha's Vineyards have alleged that a recruiter incited them to accept an offer to travel based on false representation that they would be transported to Boston and receive expedited access to work authorization. The interstate travel at issue provides a basis for a federal jurisdiction over the matter. Accordingly, I strongly urge the U.S. Department of Justice to open an investigation into possible criminal or civil violations of federal law based on the alleged fraudulent scheme. In particular, I urge the Department of Justice to investigate the alleged fraudulent inducement. Shut the fuck up. Kidnapping. Wow. That, I, that, that, literally, that's all I can say is wow. Oh, bratty kid, that, that, bratty kid, stop using logic. Stop using logic. You see, they're breaking the law by coming here. Um, all the illegals that have been bussed or flown all signed consent forms authorizing the trip. Where are those forms from 1939 Poland? <laughs> Bravo. Bravo. <laughs> Want to know what Pepper Tfan remembers? When people purport, uh, properly used words and had a grasp of vocabulary. If these people were kidnapped, they wouldn't be simply released after a quick trip. If they were kidnapped, they'd be kept in Texas detention centers or stuck in a hole or forced to work, not released in cushy neighborhoods in so-called sanctuary cities whose ethos is to aid them. By the way, where are the good Samaritans of Martha's Vineyard? Where are the good Samaritans of New York City? New York City! Where are the good Samaritans of Chicago? Well, they're all shot. Um, but any of these places, any of these quote-unquote sanctuary cities, where are the good Samaritans to take these people in?
Wow. Wow. This is truly unbelievable. By the way, the... Oh, oh no, he didn't. No, he didn't. Oh, boy. The governor's phone number is on there. Oh, man. Oh, you know I'm going to have to do it. You know I'm going to have to do it. I'm sure it's not open yet. I'm sure he keeps bankers hours. Yes, call. Thank you for calling the office of Governor Gavin Newsom. In order to expedite your call, please select from the following options. To continue in English, please press 1 now. Para continuar en español. If you have reached this message, our office is closed. Please try calling back during normal business hours, Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m., excluding holidays. You can also visit our website at www.gov.ca.gov to request assistance or to leave a comment. Thank you. Thank you for calling. Okay, the office isn't open yet. I'll have to remember that. At least we have his office number now. Where are the Good Samaritans virtue signaling with their goddamn bumper sticker, armchair quarterback mentality? Yeah, look. The fact of the matter is, this is what's happening. I grew up with this living in Texas. A lot of you in California, Northern California, you've had to live with some of it from the the people that are coming up, you know, through through San Diego and Tijuana and all that kind of stuff. You've had to deal with some of it as well. I've been dealing with this my entire life. I remember I, I got kicked out of a college class, and I was not happy about it, but I didn't fight it. Now looking back, I wish I would have had the courage that I have now. I was kicked out of a college Spanish class because you had to take a foreign language in college. Now, looking back, I wish I would have taken sign language because I could be fucking doing a side hustle and getting to work at concerts and cool shit like that. But I took Spanish. Please tell me why is it fair that when you have one of these people that, that his parents came over illegally, they birthed a child here, now, that person's an American. They can go to college. They can do whatever they want to do. Why can they take Spanish as a foreign language class? Why is that fair? Can I take English for a second language as my second language? You see, we have given and given and given and given. We allow these people. Look, look. If you if you want to put me in charge, if you want to put Tommy in charge, hashtag TL2024. Let me just tell you how the uh, whole immigration is going to work. First thing we do is we have a bunch of unmarked fucking pickup trucks show up to every fucking Home Depot in America and say, I'm looking like for 15 or 16 of y'all. And when they all jump in the back of that truck, we lock them up. We know what happens. Jesus Christ do you realize that in Arizona, this is, this is not hyperbole, this is not a joke. In Arizona, they have signs on the freeway that warn you of illegal alien crossing. Hell, I'd put on the sign, it's worth 200 fucking points if you get them. 
We have to worry about hitting them on the freeway? You have plenty of companies that will hire these people and pay them cash under the table far less than what the job is worth. But that's okay because we're giving them a place in America. Well, that's just modern-day kind of slavery, except they are still getting paid. Even Cheech Marin made fun of Spanish class thing in his song, Mexican-American, when he says Mexican-Americans love education, so they take Spanish class and get a B. Oh, I, I, was, I, I was asked to leave the class. I was like, all right, I'll leave the class, fine. In Arizona, the cartel goes in, kills families, and uses the homes for drugs and smuggling. And we allow it. How about this? How about this? President Little, uh, when he takes over, let me just say this. I'm, I'm ready to pull out all the troops in the Middle East. I'll, we'll pull them all back. We'll pull them back from Germany. And the first place we're going to is Mexico. And we are going to kill all the cartels. So the people in Mexico then can live on their own. And they might not want to leave there. And then we'll go back to the Middle East and we'll make that ours. And, and it, come on. I mean, I mean, the biggest sore spot that nobody wants to look at is south of the border. We allow them to get away with this. All the murders that, that happened down there. I, I, is it, is it, I think it's Al it's either Cancun or Alcapulco that a lot of the um, hotels are now run by the cartel. That's craziness. They need to make hiring illegal aliens a class A felony, make it not worth it to hire them. I think that'd be a great start. And all these people bitching. See, this, this is where I come from. All these people saying, well, Americans won't do those jobs. Well, see, that's where, that's where we start to shut down certain things. You know, like welfare, unemployment for, I don't know, what, what do you get, unemployment for like 28 months now? Let me just tell you. You get, you get unemployment or welfare. For 90 days. 90 days! That's it. 90 days, then you got to take two years off of. Now, crime will maybe go up, not as much as it's gone up already, because there are people that will be willing not to go to work. But then people will realize, hey, if we want to buy food and have shelter, we're going to have to pick strawberries. We're going to have to pick lettuce. We're going to have to work in construction or lawn care. And you're not going to be getting no damn $22 an hour like at McDonald's. Cancun for sure. When I went six years ago, I was told not to leave the property except by shuttle to certain locations. They could guarantee safety. Oh, I've seen they, they used to put up signs, don't leave. Uh, let's see. Uh, 
Are you ready to pay $2 for an apple or $3 for lettuce? Well, see, this is where we all need to come together and realize we ain't going to pay $2 an apple because we aren't going to pay Americans what they think they're worth. We're going to pay them what the minimum is. Sorry. You should have worked harder. See, that's the way we used to be in this country. We used to tell people, hey, sorry, you should have worked harder. But instead now we go, oh, God, you decided to fuck off in school and never have a job. Well, here's some free money for you. Ninety days, plenty of time to pull yourself up and be productive. That's generous. Yeah, I, look, I, ninety days. I'm going to Cancun in November. Uh, all inclusive resort in hell. No, I'm leaving that place. Hell, no, I'm leaving that place. Yeah, exactly. All right. Is that all the fucking illegal alien shit? Uh, by the way, by the way. Uh, there's a new survey that, that's been revealed that half of San Francisco residents have been robbed in the last five years. How fucking sad is that? Jesus Christ. Arnie wants to take it back to Grapes of Wrath. In the good old days, we underpaid our own like those dumb fucking Okies from the Dust Bowl. They stayed in California and made it dumber. There's your list for the day. I've always said if welfare was workfare, our country would have stronger workforce. One is willing to work for what they have and want and not be given it. Hey, you didn't graduate high school and you didn't apply yourself. Of course you deserve $25 an hour, not. There's a company in New York. I had the story, but it, it, it run its course already. Uh, there's a company in New York State that is paying high school graduates $47 an hour. Now, it is a labor-intensive job. But all you got to do is graduate from high school and you could be making almost $50 an hour at this company. And guess what? They're having a hard time filling the jobs. I'm not surprised at that. Not at all. Now, uh, uh, I'm going completely different. Now, I, I, I'm done with the migrants because we need to read this book, but I've got a couple more stories. And like I said, the show's going to end at the top of the hour because uh, today is sentencing day for that asshole attorney and his shitty client, and uh, the computer needs to be used for that so a statement can be read. Um, <laughs> the other stories that we have in this break, uh, Hurricane, uh, Hurricane Fiona is gathering strength right now. It, it's down around, I think, Cuba. I, I think it's there. I think it's starting to make it. We could have a hurricane this week. I don't want to get anybody's hopes up, but it might be happening. I know Andrew's hopes aren't up because he works that. Um, I'm not going to read the Leah Thomas shit just because stories about the girl that, that tied her for the national title for something and said that they all used the same locker room, and Leah Thomas was walking around the locker room with her cock and balls hanging out. Oh, by the way, just to let everybody know, they found out that Leah Thomas is attracted to girls. Holy shit! Holy shit! $47 an hour with no college better involve cum shots and fisting. (laughs) 
Now, I just want to play this for you because I love Candace Owens. Candace Owens, the black conservative lady who just always gets put on blast. But, man, when she says stuff, sometimes it is flat-out gold. Anytime. Deliver that sweet day, cheat day. Never miss a beat day. Sunday, fun day. Get up off your bum Chillin' in your PJs, working on the weekdays, living like a freak day. When you feel like you deserve a peace day. Work day, sport day, payday, may day. Hey, it's nice to see you today. Celebrate any day with I, I, I want this to play. Hello, check, check. Okay, yeah. I just got to turn my headphones up. Um, is this not going to play? Hold on a second here. Come on now. Edible. God damn it. Order at edible.com or come in store to get your fruit fix. How about you play the fucking video that you're supposed to be playing? God damn it. All right, well, I guess I'll just read it. I, I, I thought it, it worked earlier. Deliver that sweet day, cheat day. Shit! Stop that! Good fucking Christ Almighty on a crutch. Oh, for fuck's sake. Candace Owens came out in a, on TV yesterday. Talking about this uh, this sex tape that Kim Kardashian and and Kris Jenner allegedly put out together. Let's see. Do I let's see if I click here if it works, or am I going to have to discover a sweet day in a in a heart day? All right, it's not working. Fucking a. Good job. Good job, Daily Mail. Candace Owens came after Kim Kardashian and her mama yesterday. And called called Kim Kardashian a prostitute and her mother, Kris Jenner, a pimp. And goes on to say, how can you watch not only one, but three videos of your daughter having sex and put out the best one? Oh, my God. How great is that? Oh, Candace Owens, you you bad gal, you. Oh, called her a prostitute. By the way, Candace Owens is black, so I'm sure she has plenty of white privilege. Uh, you sure? No, I played it on that same page. Uh, I played it on that same page. Now, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages, I have a new book. Written by Kalisa Wing, lady that we talked about the other day who's in charge of, like, schooling for military families and stuff like that. And that should scare the bejesus out of you because we have her new book. Uh, who is Candace Owen? Candace Owen is a black conservative gal who goes on a lot of talk shows, shows up at a lot of colleges, and she's very, very Republican. So this gal, Kalisa Wing, is completely the opposite and has read a, a, written a series of books. This is her newest one, and I want to say it again. Thank you, V. Coop, for sending this to me. Uh, it is called Racial Justice in America, What is White Privilege? 
Because I've always asked, what does this white privilege mean? Now, I'm going to interject uh, in this. <clears throat> Chapter 1. What does white privilege look like? Imagine you're at the starting line of a race. Well, if you're white, well, I don't know why you're in a race, because you're slow. That's a whole different story. Your heart is beating fast. You feel nervous as you wait to begin. You look up and down the starting line, sizing up the competition, wondering if you have enough speed to outrun them. If you're white, you don't. Um, suddenly, an official steps into the middle of the track and tells the runners that obstacles will be placed in each person's lane. Okay, you think. That's kind of exciting. A crew of people come out with the obstacles. As you look around, you notice that the obstacles being placed in the other runners' lanes look different than yours. You see high fences, large pools, mud, and barbed wire. In your lane, you see a row of hurdles that you've been taught to easily leap over. The other runners look confused. How is this possible that your race will be so easy and theirs will be so hard? What you're experiencing in the moment is called privilege. Now, I have never seen a race like that. I, I, I'm just saying, I've never seen that. Maybe that would make the Olympics a lot more fun. I don't know. Privilege is defined as a special right or advantage granted to one particular person or group. The word granted is an important part of the definition. Privilege is not something that is earned. It's granted or given. That is not true. You can earn privilege. If you're a good student and they let you go, that's a privilege. It let you go early from class, that is a privilege. So there's, there's mistake number one gigantic so far. Uh, there are a lot of types of privilege that exist in society for a lot of different reasons in the United States. Racial bias and racism have led to something called white privilege. White privilege means that because of ongoing bias and racism in people and the places they work, white people have more access to power and resources than a black, indigenous, or person of color in the same situation. Well, then how do you explain affirmative action? Oh, uh, the, the person that wrote this book is a black woman, Andrew. The phrase, in the same situation, is very important. For example, a white upper-class middle school student living in New York City. New York New York City! Uh, will usually have more access to power and privileges than a black upper-class middle school student. Well, that's not true. Uh, what do some of these powers and privileges look like? I love how they just throw these things in there, and they're not true. By the way, by the way, by the way, by the way, that black student who's uh, upper class lives in New York City. New York City! They have far more advantages just based on the color of their skin because of the, uh, as mentioned earlier, virtue signaling going on. Um, let's see. Books that these students read feature mostly white characters. Around three-quarters of all children's books published in 2018 were about white people. Well, now, now wait a second here. Hold on a second. Did, did, can you force black people to turn into writers? And are they good enough to get their books published? There you go. There's another truth you're not saying there. Okay. 
Students learn U.S. history from the perspective of white people. No, they actually learn history from the perspective of, that's right, you guessed it, history. Boy, this, this book is fucking marred with mistakes already. White students are also likely to be placed in advanced classes and are less likely to be suspended or arrested in school. Well, is that because they don't commit the crimes or they don't fucking lash out in class? Because there are plenty of white kids I saw that lashed out in class that did not get that kind of treatment. Um, all right. Next chapter is, well, let's see. Did you know the black boy who grows up in a wealthy community has a much greater chance of living in poverty as an adult than a white boy does? I don't understand that. that. Once again, they're just saying things that are untrue and not provable. Black boy may be just as smart and talented and many, may as work hard, work just as hard as his white friend, but the black boy may have more obstacles in his path that make gaining wealth more difficult. He may face racial discrimination. By the way, the most discriminated people against in the country right now are white males between the ages of 22 and 54. Sometimes to understand what white privilege is, it's helpful to understand what white privilege is not. White privilege does not mean that white people have never worked hard. Well, that was about the nicest thing she could say. It does not mean that white people have not earned some of their success and power they have. It also does not mean white people have never suffered. Boy, how much did that hurt her to write? Yeah, that explains the black woman at my temp agency who liked my work and referred me to the woman who picked me as a temp on her team, then referred me to HR run by a woman that interviewed me and sent me to the company team run by a black woman who hired me and then praised by another black woman who took over the team. You're right, I had privilege run by a bunch of white males. Uh, Andrew says, so I'm assuming all this crap really means that black privilege means they're better at fried chicken. Can I be upset about not enjoying watermelon as much as folks as melatonin? Morning, Douglas. Schools have been teaching us to feel guilty for being white. Your people own slaves. Your people killed Jews. Yeah. Oh, believe me, I know. Uh, next chapter is set. On, on your mark, get set, go. Think about the race we mentioned at the beginning of chapter one. What are some ways the race is fair? What are some ways the race is unfair? Then think about your own school. Do lanes look different for you? Explain. Shut up. Thinking about this story, my great-grandmother was white and a coal miner in the 20s. My great-grandfather, okay. He worked long hours in the mines, earned every little money for his family, and suffered a lot. He got very sick from breathing in coal dust. The good news is he also has the opportunity to work his way up to a higher-paying job in the mines, build his own home, and raise a family, pretty much as anybody did working in the mines back then. Life for black coal miners was usually different because of racism, discrimination, and a few laws to protect them. Majority of black coal miners worked the hardest and the most dangerous jobs in the mines and received the lowest pay. All of this put more obstacles in place, preventing them from living a prosperous life. Well, then don't become a coal miner. Do something else. You aren't forced to be a coal miner. 
White privilege hurts a lot of people. If you're black, you might have experienced this hurt, and it might make you angry or sad. If you're white, you might feel bad about hurting others. You feel these things because white privilege is bad for everyone, including white people. That's because white privilege is the result of centuries of racism and bias. There is hope. By learning more about white privilege, we can work to spend it, end it, and build a country where everyone has the opportunity to run free of unfair obstacles and to do the best of their ability. Oh, no, they don't. Now, there's a, 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 here's the thing, critical thinking. In 1965, President Lyndon Johnson gave a speech promoting the passing of Voting Rights Act. This important legislation prohibited racial discrimination in voting. Johnson said, you did not take a man who has been hampered by chains for years release and led him to the start of a race saying, you're free to compete with others and still justly believe it has been completely fair. By the way, I just want to point out, Lyndon Johnson, quite a racist. He used to refer to black folks as the Negras. That was his word. That's not mine. You can look it up or ask Ogre. My 19th century ancestors were either dumb white trash from the south who moved west or Irish idiots who came here or Germans saying, fuck this Kaiser shit and came with nothing, move west and be poe white trash farmers in Hickville. Whoever wrote this should be gang-raped. Oh, gosh. Uh, Fred, they should be putting the bus to Kamala's house. I wish they would just come at this more openly. It's privilege that hurts with when one group has it and the other does not. Things are unbalanced and thus unfair. Hence, one side feels more while the other fails less. Chapter 2. <clears throat> Where did white privilege come from? Now, you might be thinking, hey, wait a minute. Doesn't everybody in the U.S. have some opportunities? When slavery ended, but black people become totally free, thinking this is technically right, but there are a lot of ways black people have been prevented from accessing these rights. To understand a little better, let's travel back in time to an era called Reconstruction. During this period, attempts were made to fix inequalities caused by racism and slavery. When slavery ended, three amendments were added to the Constitution, giving black people the same rights as white people. Thirteenth Amendment ended slavery. The Fourteenth Amendment gave black people the right to be an American citizen. And the Fifteenth Amendment gave black men the right to vote. Black people also could now earn a paycheck, own land, and receive an education. For a little while, this worked. In fact, during Reconstruction, 1,500 black leaders were voted into power. Some black families that had been broken up because of slavery were reunited, and black people began to build free lives across the South. Tragically, many white people who spent centuries enslaving black people did not like the power. These white people tried to take that power away. One organization, that was the Ku Klux Klan. By the way, part of the Democratic Party. This hate group, the Klan, not the Democratic Party, but it is one and the same, I'm sorry, um, which still exists, formed after the Civil War, used violence to force black people from their homes and jobs and prevent them from voting. Reconstruction ended with the U.S. government unable to protect the rights of formerly enslaved people beginning in the 1870s 
and lasting until the 1960s. Strict Jim Crow laws made segregation legal. By the way, Democrats are the ones who introduced Jim Crow laws um, and segregation. By the way, segregation being reintroduced today, all in favor of black people wanting to live with black people. It's amazing what the Democratic Party has, 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 has brainwashed these people into thinking. Laws passed during the Civil Rights Movement ended legal segregation in the 60s. However, a lot of white people in power didn't want to follow the laws that were passed. When the U.S. passed a law saying that black and white children must be allowed to go to school together, some states closed all their public schools. And Joe Biden said he didn't want his children going to school in a jungle. But I digress. Spend your privilege. Privilege is like extra money in your pocket that you didn't earn. How we use or spend that extra money matters. Joan Trumpeter Mulholland is a white activist who spent her privilege during the Civil Rights Movement. She was a freedom rider who protested segregation on buses throughout the South. She was hunted by the Ku Klux Klan and Democrats and spent time in prison for breaking segregation laws. She saw that the world she lived in was unjust and worked to change it. She now runs an organization that educates young people about civil rights movement and how to become an activist in their community. Oh, I'll continue. You might be asking yourself, why would white people do this? The answer lies in understanding what racism is. When the United States became a country, the people in charge had to create laws for citizens. These people in charge were white, and most of them believed that black people should be enslaved. They believed that black people didn't deserve the same rights and freedoms as white people because they didn't see black people as their equals. This is racial bias. This belief came from many places, including inaccurate descriptions of Africans and African culture, from people who had traveled to the continent, And it came from a desire by white people to build wealth using the free labor that enslaved people provided. This book is literally making me stupider. Racism happens when racial bias leads to action. It's important to remember that white privilege is not the end of the story for black people. Black people have not just walked away from the starting line just because they looked down their lane and saw obstacles. Because white people have never had to have obstacles in their way. Oh, that's right. She barely covered that. Throughout history, black people powerfully resisted racism, bias, and white privilege and have overcome many obstacles. Unlike white people, they don't do that. At the end of Reconstruction, black people lost their homes and their jobs, so they built their own towns. Jim Crow era was violent and unfair, so some black people moved north to search for a better life. Oh, there, there's the old diggeroonie in the South. Because there are no northern cities that are racist. Oh, wait. Black people saw how unfair segregation laws were. They stood against them and changed them during the civil rights movement. Today, black and white people around the nation see that things still aren't fair. W- what isn't fair? I, I, I'm sorry, uh, uh when you hire somebody based on the color of their skin because it fills a quota, that is not fair. Uh, I, I continue to read. Chapter 3, White Privilege Today. 
white privilege still exists today. It's easy to spot when you know some of the disparities in this country. White workers who went to college earned $10,000 more a year than black workers who went to college. In 2016, schools with mostly white students received $23 billion more than schools with mostly black students. These kind of differences give white people more power and more white privilege. I, I, I need time. Is she saying black people are lazy because they don't want to work and get ahead and the white people are willing to work? I don't get it. Hanging on to white privilege hurts biopic. That's black and people of color, okay? Black indigenous people of color. In the U.S., even though laws in our nation aren't overly discriminatory, life is still not fair for them. Many laws are written with white privilege. Yes, like speeding. This means that it will be easier for white people to follow the law and will... And white people will get privileged because of the law. New, new perspectives. Interview a friend who's different from you in some way. Ask your friend what their life is like. What are some wonderful things they experience? What are some challenges they experience? Practice being a good listener while your friend talks, then switch. Ask your friend to interview you. No, I will not be doing that. I think that would be a waste of my time. Peggy McIntosh, the first person to define white privilege. Oh, I can't wait to hear about this moron. In 1988, Peggy McIntosh was the first person to define white privilege in her article, Unpacking the Invisible, Invisible Knapsack. She asked herself, on an everyday basis, what do I have that I didn't earn? So she came up with 46 examples of white privilege. By the way, they don't list any of those here. Some examples included going into a store without being followed, not being signaled out by, singled out by police, and seeing people like her in movies, magazines, and books. What are some examples of white... Now, 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 I have to, I have to veer off here in the movies, magazines, and books. Uh, I, let, let me mark that, that, that I'm right there. Um, there's a new movie coming out, and I, I'm, I'm interested to see how it does at the box office. Uh, it's a, it, it's a gay rom-com. It's a romantic comedy, and it involves two gay men. Now, I think it's going to fail miserably at the box office because it is completely geared towards a minority. Now, that is not a racist word. That is a numbers word. It is geared towards a minority of people, meaning the majority of people will not see it. Now, if you don't go see it, will you be called a homophobe? Most likely. We will not be reviewing it because, well, it, it's not a movie that I want to see. Same thing happens for shows and movies that are geared toward black folks. A lot of them don't do well and don't stay around because on TV you need ratings. And if your TV show is geared towards a specific group of people and they all watch it but they're only... 
20% of the population, well, you're not going to get numbers, and that show is going to be canceled. Ever notice something? She never at one point mentioned something specific. Not one law, not one policy, just they're bad. It's like when interviewers go liberal rally and ask one thing Trump done, and they go, oh, uh, just what he says. Oh, oh, yeah, you're absolutely right. It's all based on emotion and a blanket of what they think their tiny brains is worth. Now, to continue in this stupid book, we're on page 21, by the way. For example, there is no law stating that police should arrest black people more than white people. Well, I'm glad somebody finally admits that. Yet black people are more likely to be stopped, arrested, and killed by police officers than white people. Well, could that be because the black people are actually breaking the law? And they arrest white people who also break the law. And by the way, due to sheer numbers, white people are shot a lot because there's more of them. Oh, that angers me to no end. To no end. And I'm sorry if, you are, if, you're a, if you're poor and you're black and you break the law and you get arrested and you end up going to jail and you can't afford good representation, all you have to look towards is O.J. Simpson. O.J. Simpson could afford good fucking representation and did and is still not in prison for what he may or may not have done. This is true even though the same number of white and black people commit crimes. That is not true by a long shot. When stopped and questioned by police, studies have shown that white people are more likely to receive the benefit of the doubt. Is that because they're possibly complying? These are examples of dangerous white privilege that many in our nation are trying to end. Another example is dress code policies. These rules about a person's appearance offer an impact a black person's culture and style. For some schools, they say students can't wear dreadlocks or multiple barrettes in their hair. This rule affects black students since they are more likely to wear their hair this way. Even though white kids put their hair in dreadlocks and are told they're being culturally appropriating. I, I said that part. One student, DeAndre Arnold, challenged this rule in his Texas school. DeAndre refused to cut his dreadlocks, explaining that his hair was part of his family's tradition. His family's from Trinidad. Many people believe that DeAndre should be allowed to keep his dreadlocks. His school, however, suspended him and would not allow him to attend graduation. Now, if you were listening on Tuesday when Tommy was here, I told the story of when I was, I was yelled at across a cafeteria about my hair. I had a long, tall, bleach blonde, fucking flat top hair. I, I, my haircut looked like Yvonne Drago, but it looked like I had eaten Yvonne Drago. And I was told to cut my hair or not come back to school. Well, I told my father that, and my father said, we are going to the barber college immediately. Yes, that's right. You see, I didn't grow up with a silver spoon in my mouth. I used to have to get my hair cut at the Texas Barber College. Boy, that's fun to tell people. Uh, this is an example of a rule that impacts black students more than white students. It's another example of white privilege. No, it's not. No, it's not. Because his hair is a distraction to the learning process. 
And if we allow DeAndre to wear dreadlocks, then we have to allow everyone to wear dreadlocks. And maybe that is a distraction, I don't know. These examples might make you feel discouraged, but don't give up hope. It's an exciting time. Yes, it's an exciting time because we're getting our way. Many people are saying the laws and policies that create white privilege should be changed. Protests are happening around the country, and many organizations are asking for change in schools. Students are asking for new dress code policies, classes, and books that represent all people. White people who understand their privilege are using it to help remove obstacles that prevent biopics from achieving success. There's a picture on this. The spring and summer of 2020 saw thousands of protesters for equality around the country and the world. No, what I saw were a bunch of rioters burning down buildings all across the country. Here we go. Here's the big question. How can we be anti-racist? Becoming anti-racist requires activity working against racism using words and actions. This project-based learning assignment will allow you to practice these skills. Read all the books in the Racial Justice in America series. It's the way that she's selling her damn books. What part of my identity have provided me with privilege? How can I use my privilege to help others? Part of understanding our privilege is understanding ourselves and others. For the portion of your project, you're going to identify what makes you who you are by creating an idea. Get out! For the presentation of your final work, you can create a college, a, a collage, magazine, podcast, jigsaw puzzle, poem, video, or social media campaign. Anything to dim- discriminate or to d- demonstrate your learning. No matter what you do, just be creative. Learn something new and publicize your work. Chapter four. I believe this is our final chapter. Yes, I hope it is because I'm tired of reading this shit. Chapter four, taking action. You might be wondering, what can I do? If you're a student of color who's reading this, be encouraged. Look to your history and your community for ways to resist and stand against racism. Know your rights and learn how to use them. There will be obstacles in your path, but continue to work like those who came before you. If you're a white person reading this, fuck you. No, I'm so, that, I, I put that in. There are several steps that you can take to end white privilege. First, sell off all your house and goods. <laughs> no, it doesn't say that. First, understand what white privilege isn't good for anybody, even you. It does not feel good to have a lot of things that you didn't earn with other people who don't have those. I'm going to skip. Where to start? Okay, here we go. This is the last part here. Where to start? Don't be colorblind. Telling yourself or other people that you don't see color isn't true. By the way, I've been saying that forever. You don't see, I don't see stereotypes. We need to make sure that all of the person is, that we can see all of what that person might be going through, the good and the bad. When you see color, you see more of what makes that person who they are. Be careful, though. Do not only look at color. 
race is a part, one part of a person, but it only makes one part. There are many parts. Listen, that's step two. On the effect of white privilege is that white people may believe that racism isn't as bad or as harmful as it really is. That's because they haven't experienced it personally, except with what's going on in the world today. When you hear people talk about racism or an experience they have had with racism, listen and believe them. Unpack your backpack is step three. Think about other people in your same situation who are not white. Imagine you spending the day as they do. Imagine yourself walking in their shoes. What if they're too small? Uh, What do you have that they don't? Well, shit that I work for that they didn't. Uh, Doing this helps you understand what other people are going through. When you see all that you've given, it will be easier to have compassion for other people and not judge them. Step number four. Pretty much, this entire book has been a fuck MLK book. Uh, Good morning there, hot mama. Pass on your privilege. Unpacking your backpack will help you see all the things that you can and give to help others gain. It is a privilege and honor. Oh, privilege is now honor. Oh, okay, that's interesting. To spend your privilege, tools that were given, to help others. Fannie Lou Hamer, a black woman who worked very hard during the Civil Rights Movement, said, nobody's free until everybody's free. Spending your privilege to help take down the obstacles in others' paths is freeing. Did your black friend tell you that he was treated unfairly by the teacher? Ask him if he wants you to go with him to talk to the teacher or the principal. Do you see the white person saying racist things to the biopic? Go over there and say it's wrong and tell an adult. Is there a protest for equality and justice happening in your community? Ask a family member or trusted adult to take you so you can get yours whenever you break into a shop. Once again, my part. Now is her, now here we here's the ode to Dr. Martin Luther King on April 5th, 1968, the day after Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. was murdered. A white third grade teacher knew she had to do something different with her mostly white class. The teacher, Jane Elliott, taught her students about racism and privilege. She divided up her class according to eye color and gave different children advantages and disadvantages based on their eye color. By the way, you can change your eye color. All you got to do is put in contact. So that's a bad thing to teach now. I would think that this lady who wrote that book might realize that and keep this out, but she's too stupid. Each child got to experience both sides. Years later, during interviews with these students, they said the lesson was life-changing. I doubt that. Think of another way you could teach others about white privilege that will help them understand and make it what they want for a change. Now that you know about white privilege, you can do something about it. Let's get working so we can get running. There you go. There's, There's the entire Racial Justice in America book. Um, I hate that old don't be colorblind thing. No, I can be colorblind 
in that I celebrate all cultures, understand their upbringing, but when it comes to how I coexist with them, interact, I am blind to the level of melatonin in their skin, but I guess I'm a racist yet. Um, stop with this crap. As a whitey, I want to kill myself because of my privilege. <laughs> Christopher says, damn right, Ogre, I'm right there with you. I... I'm glad I got to read that on the air. I still don't know what white privilege is. I'm sorry this book did not teach me anything about white privilege because I remember a story that my father told me about his grandfather. And it's a true story. My grandfather, great-grandfather, great-grandfather, it was great-grandfather. A man by the last name of Rickaby, quite an Irish name. And my great-grandfather, Rickaby, now we changed our name to States because Rickaby, he ran off on my mom and then the guy adopted my dad. That doesn't pertain to this, though. But his dad, who was there for my dad, my dad's grandfather, who tried to give him as much as he could, when he first came to this country, thought that he would get a job working for a black man because he knew that black people were were railed against, and this is in the early 1900s, like 1903. And the weirdest thing is, is that black men wouldn't hire any Irish people. You know why? Because Irish people were considered to be dirty. They were considered to carry disease. And they weren't allowed to work. One black man told my grandfather, if you change your last name, you can work here. My grandfather didn't want to change his last name because he was proud of the name of Rickaby. So he didn't go to work there. Now, how did my grandfather, great-grandfather, have white privilege? And this is something that you can go through and you look, you can look back on time. And this is the truth of the situation no matter whatever it is you go to. And, and this is the thing that I wish this book would teach or somebody would come out and teach. I don't understand. I ne- I've never understood this and I never ever will understand it. When someone who is oppressed for so long finally gets to a point where they can no longer or they're no longer oppressed and they have their own business or they have their own things then why is it the first thing they do is oppress the next people coming up They know how bad it was why are they continuing to do it because it's their turn then you really didn't think it was that bad, in my opinion. If you were oppressed, why are you oppressing people now? If white men oppressed America so badly for hundreds and hundreds of years, why is it that we're trying to oppress them now? To make them feel how bad it was? Well, what you're doing, in fact, is You're becoming them. You are no better than the people that oppressed you when you oppress others. And nobody 
And I mean, nobody wants to hear that. Well, God damn it, we were enslaved. You know what? You know what? Cry the fucking Jews a river. They were enslaved for 700 years. And nobody, and they don't bring it up unless you want to bring up slavery. Slavery was bad. And by the way, slavery is still happening today in this world. So fucking A, let's go ahead and move past that, can we? When things are not going your way, instead of blaming something like race, realize life is tough and someone will always have it worse than you. Bingo. Arnie, our racist grandmas were racist, but I'm confident that they're both in heaven as we speak. But this book lady is the worst kind of racist. When she dies, she's getting butt-bucked by Satan himself. Yes, and see, this is the thing. Back in their days, this was just the world. And this is doing what that, that fucking special on Andrew Dice Clay did. We're, we're using today's standards to punish people that were in the world back then. I apologize to, to the nth degree for slavery happening in America, but it was commonplace. Now, let me go ahead, and, and when this show is played in like 2512 in the future, because it'll be on the Internet and it's going to live forever. Let me go ahead and apologize on behalf of this entire world that's alive right now for us owning pets. Because it will come out in another 500 years. And no, I'm not equating slaves to pets. But they will in another two to 300 years. They'll say that owning pets was just like slavery. Because what we're going to do is we're going to downplay slavery just like we're starting to downplay the Holocaust as taking people that came from Venezuela to Martha's Vineyard is the exact same as the Holocaust. Nothing will mean anything anymore. And people that will have pets will look on them, will go to their graves, and will spit and shit all over their graves. Oh, my God. It's so maddening. <laughs> it's so maddening. It's my birthday weekend, and I don't want to be mad. Uh, I am going to go ahead and call it a show now. Uh, Braddy Kid got home, so she needs the computer. Uh, we will be back on Monday. Thank you to everyone for uh, all the birthday wishes. Uh, I can't believe in 2022 we have the evil capacity in hail air that contains yeast. Those poor microorganisms. Yep. Absolutely, Ogre. Uh, we will be back Monday, same Arnie channel, same Arnie time. I hope that y'all have a fantastic weekend. I know that I'm going to have a great weekend. It's my birthday. So until Monday, remember every room you walk in is better. Why? Because you're in there. And if you go out to celebrate my weekend, uh, my birthday this weekend and you tie one on, good for you. Just get home safe. Take a cab. Take an Uber. Take a Lyft. Get home safe. And until Monday, adios, everybody. Golden oldies right here. <laughs> Call Fort Worth Bear. Just ain't no good for Jenna's. I tried it night after night. You're 
is outside waiting to arrest him.